Welcome back to The Industry, a podcast where me and my friend Mac talk about the trials and tribulations of the service industry. I'm Michelle Carlenzig. And I'm Michaela Essery. We're going to dive right into this week's eats. So, Michaela, did you eat anywhere special this past week? Not this past week, but like two weeks ago, I went to Clementine. Ooh. Yeah. And they have their chicken parm burger that they had for Le Burger Week. Their iconic chicken parm burger. Let Which me I say. never tried, by the way. I never got to try it. Well, lucky for you, it's on their full menu. Woo! And I tried it. And so I guess this will just be my official review of it. It is pretty damn good. Ugh, it looked so killer on Instagram. Honestly, the chicken is just so, it's so crispy and okay. like, it's not a super thick piece of chicken too. Because I find sometimes if you get take just like a, a full chicken breast, it's too thick and it gets dry when you cook it. Totally. They've clearly like, they've sliced it in half and you know, they breaded it, probably pounded it down a little bit. I do a lot of cooking. So like, I know this shit <laughs> and you know, they breaded it nicely. It sits in like this tomato juice or like tomato soup or something yeah I saw it was like cut in half and then placed on the plate like half downside yeah yeah so then you just like you dip it in and it's so good and it has this like the sauce on it like what's the sauce is it an aioli or is it it's a basil aioli oh it's so good it just like pairs perfectly complements each other great it is like it was top-notch, and wow, now that I'm talking about it, I might have to go back for lunch. I was just going to say, I'm so hungry now, <laughs> and we're recording this at our school at Red River College, and Clementine is across the street, so low-key, I just want to go there now on right? my break. Wait, I think we might have to after this. We have our <sighs> lunch break after this, so I, I really think we should. I don't want to spend the money, but I'm so down. So Michaela highly recommends this uh, chicken parm dip from Clementine. This is not an ad, by the way. <laughs> We are not sponsored by Clementine. We just really like sandwiches. (laughs) Where have you eaten this week, Michelle? Did you go anywhere? You know what? Um, The only place I ate this week is actually really embarrassing. Uh, I live near Safeway in Osborne Village. So on Friday, me and my fiance are heading out to the cabin. And uh, we wanted to go and get like Thai or something before we left the city. But we were really behind. So we were at Safeway. And you know how they have like those deals of the day? Like, Every oh, day yeah. is like at the deli where they have like the hot food and like whatnot. Heck yeah. And I just was like so hungry because we had done all the shopping, packed our bags, like I hadn't eaten dinner. And I'm walking past the deli and just waft and smells of like wings, like chicken wings just oh, yeah. went into my nose. And I was straight up just like, okay, this is what we're eating for dinner. Like, let's just get this and we can eat it in the car. So I got these wings, and I have to say they were pretty damn good considering they were from Safeway. They have a new, like, hot food station. Did yeah, you notice that? Yeah, they revamped the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, well, they're still in the process. But, yeah. yeah, I noticed that. I actually, they have that, you know, the co-op on Grant in the okay. Grant Park Mall. That yeah. one, they just redid it, and it is amazing because they have a huge, it's, like, twice the size as the one at Safeway, but it's a huge hot food bar. So, like, I'm really glad that, Safeway has it now because it's really been slacking and they have so much good shit there. Like I think hot food bars at grocery stores are super un- underrated. 
100%. It's like, it's good quality food. Like, it's made that day. Like, if it's if it's a hot food bar, it's not, like, packaged the day before and then put thrown on the shelf. Like, it's... Even their sushi is not bad. Like, it's not great, amazing sushi, but it's not bad sushi. The only sushi I've ever had was from... Well, it was from Sobeys, which is yes, the same, same thing as Safeway, <laughs> but it was awful. Oh, but, really? But to be fair, I haven't had good sushi. Like, I, I don't know if I even like sushi, but Ooh. every time I tell people the only sushi I've had is from the grocery store, they're like, please don't. Please, <laughs> please just <laughs> go somewhere else. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just turned off it. All right. Well, that's our uh, that's our this week's eat Clementine and Safeway, two very different <laughs> places. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have uh, more exciting ones coming up in the in the near future. <laughs> so today's episode is going to be about the pros and cons of working in the industry. Uh, we've got a bunch of different stories, including some sexual harassment. Uh, Michaela's going to talk about her boobs. All day. All day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're going to try and have a strong, solid pros list so that uh, the p- takeaway is not that working in the industry is this horrible thing where you're constantly <laughs> sexually harassed. Yeah, let me just say, despite the cons, working in the service industry is a pretty good gig. And I feel like we should put that disclaimer out there because we will be saying a lot of bad things about the industry because I feel like there is like, I don't know, I usually focus on the bad a lot more than the good. And I feel like more, more people, most people do. Um, Yeah, that's, that's legit. And I think with anywhere, like sexual harassment happens in tons of different workplaces. It's not just the industry. Um, I think naturally the environment might be more, um, catering to it and people will turn a blind eye easier because there's the tipping that is involved with it but um as an overall I don't think that it's something that just happens in the service industry and that if you work at a restaurant no matter what there's going to be sexual harassment I just think it's um maybe a little bit behind in terms of HR and like policies that are put in place yeah it's very like in the restaurant industry I feel like it is like obviously not trying to disregard like other other places that are going to have sexual harassment issues because like like you said Michelle like everywhere's going to have it but with working in the service industry and like as somebody who is always like I've only really worked in a bar like I I noticed there's there's a lot because of like what you wear and people know that they're they're giving you money and they like to take advantage of that and try to take advantage of you because of that and it it can turn out really nasty. For sure. Who it is. And like predators or people who are, you know, creepy people, uh, men and women, like if you're wanting to prey on someone, you're obviously going to have an easier time hitting on your waitress who's wanting to entertain you and maybe is going to seem like she's flirting with you and you're giving her a tip. So it you might, as somebody who is a creepy person and wants to be like, you know, like creeping on people, you you might be able to get away with it easier because you're tipping that person. You might be able to like persuade them to do a little bit more, whereas opposed to going to, you know, I always use this as a reference, but shoe stores, like if you're buying a pair of shoes, um, there's a little bit less of that personal interaction, whereas you're getting to know your server a lot of the time, especially if you're spending a lot of time there. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like the environment presents more vulnerability for the workers 
and and the servers particularly. Yeah, and a lot of servers, just from my experience, a lot of people make it clear that they that they're only there for the money. Um, and so they kind of like a lot of people turn a blind eye to the fact that they are getting sexually harassed myself included I feel like sometimes I do like I don't I don't always react to it I've kind of I've kind of turned off that that taking offense to it because I'm just kind of like this is it's just how it is and that's not right at all I don't think it's right that that that's my mindset when I go to work because even just this past weekend when I was working I had like I'm I'm super super friendly when I serve like I always have a smile on my face like I try. Michaela's the cutest girl in the world. Oh, Michelle, <laughs> you're just pumping my tires right now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but like I I had some some older men who, when they they completely change their their attitude when they see how how smiley I am and how. I don't even know the word, but just how. They think they can get something out of it and be like, oh, well, this girl's super nice. Maybe, like, she'll sleep with me kind of thing. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's some people's mindsets. And maybe not in, in the case of the people that I served this past weekend. They were, like, older gentlemen. I would guess they're in their 50s, 60s. But, you know, it's like I come over smiling and I'm like, oh, like, like how are you doing today? And, like, I, that's not my server voice. My server voice is much more <laughs> nice. High pitch. I yeah. remember my server voice being, like, super high pitch and I have a pretty low like raspy voice but it was immediate when I, I would be in front of a customer I would just go up like three octaves and right. people are like my work like my my cl- co-workers are just like who are you what are you doing you're literally a whole new person when you go <laughs> yeah. to the table and I think that's the money speaking it's you're kind of like, like being on pr- like it's almost like being on stage like it, it really it's is like perf- yeah it's, it's it's performing you have to put on it's not even so much as putting on a character, but it's like putting on a version of yourself, the best version of yourself that you can. This is a good segue into why this is a con. This is a, this is, we're going in a bit of a direction, but we will come back to sexual harassment. Don't worry. Um, a con to work in the restaurant industry is that no matter what kind of day you're having, no matter how your emotions are, no matter, no matter how your feelings are, you are expected to be in a good mood because obviously if you're a grump, your, you know, tables are going to feel that. So, I mean, at another job, you know, you obviously do have to be respectful. You can't be like grumpy and bitchy, but you might be able to take some time to yourself, you know, maybe not converse with someone as much because you're, you know, you can go to your desk um, unless you're in a meeting or something. But when you're working in the restaurant industry, you are forced to, always be outgoing and happy and then again it goes back to that being on stage like I think it was those days where I didn't want to talk with anybody I was having a horrible day I can work it's not like I have to be sick from work but I you know you have to be talking and constantly like conversing and doing a good job at keeping your tables mood at a 10 out of 10 so I think that's like something that is one of the hardest things to do 100% and like this is such a big issue because like if you're if you're not if you don't have that that happy personality that upbeat you know if you're not a likable server you can get a complaint and everywhere I've worked has taken complaints so seriously oh yeah they do they if you get one complaint you get sat down um sometimes you can get suspended you can like I've seen people get fired for Mm -hmm. for getting complaints 
depending on the severity of them. So it's like if, if you get a complaint saying, oh, our server sucked, she was not personable, she was you know, miserable, she wasn't smiling much, just because you're having a bad day, your boss isn't going to be like, oh, you were having a bad day, we'll just overlook it. They're going to be like, you need to be at your best. And yes, that's how it should be with every job, but I think there's a, a bit more risk at hand in the, the service industry compared to like, I used to work uh, customer service just at a grocery store and I could be definitely a lot more open about what emotions I was feeling. Whereas in the restaurant industry, it's like you have to, you have ex- to be a little fake. Yeah. You're not expecting your, the person who's bringing through your groceries to be in a fantastical mood. You almost expect them to not be in a good mood because they hate their job. Like who wants to be a cashier at a grocery store yeah. as their like full-time job? Whereas Nobody. when you walk into a restaurant, you're like, oh, this person who's serving me should be at the very least nice. And I guess that's one of those things. You can be a little bit more reserved and still be a good server. I had a lot of introverted friends that were great servers. They just spent more time doing the technical stuff rather than talking with their tables. But yeah, it's it's like you're putting on a show. You know, if, if you're tired, you have bag on, bags under your eyes. You're like, oh shit, you know, I'm going to look like crap or... Um, segue into makeup and presentation and crazy standards about how women specifically should look at their jobs yeah and I think um like the introvertedness of like your personality that can affect like where you're able to serve because I know at my last serving job they were very very picky about who they allowed to serve in their lounge because they they had this this it's it was a sports bar so it's like you need you want you want your your customers your guests to feel very welcome and very energized and like happy and upbeat and like glad to be there and everything so it's like those introverted people who can't like make conversation with their tables and create those regulars they're they're not going to be serving in the lounge and I think that creates a lot of issues because just because somebody is possibly not as conversational but they do good at their serving job I don't think that means that they should have to serve you know in the dining room if they want to serve in the lounge like I think that's it's not discrimination per se, but I, I just don't think that's that's right. But. That's a good point on kind of the bias or discrimination um, against, I wouldn't say just girls, boys and girls as well. Um, it doesn't really matter, but about hot girls working in the lounge and uglier girls working in the dining room. That's a huge thing. And I, I thought that was just at like my first job that I worked at but it's it's carried over and it seems to be a very common trend and it's oh it's it's disgusting to be honest I it repulses me it does it's really bad um I think that honestly I was given at one of my jobs I was given a lot more um better shifts because of that I was considered to be a better looking uh person um as opposed to other servers that were definitely better than I was um that being said, I know that there is a certain personality that goes along with working in the lounge. And there is some girls that preferred to work in the dining room because they like the families more. They like this, but they weren't really given that choice. That choice was made for them. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's people that are better at different jobs. I don't think that every personality suits working in the restaurant industry, but I don't think it should be based on how you look. And another thing is that there was only the only guys that were in the lounge were behind the bar. 
Yeah. That, so that's there's no happen. guy servers in the lounge. And I think that is the largest double standard ever. I think it's bullshit. And it, it needs to change. It absolutely needs to change. It benefited me. So as someone who I literally had the upper hand, I could work in the lounge and people would always, I would make comments about it being like, oh, and guys can't serve in the lounge. People are like, why are you complaining? It's benefiting you. And I'm like, yes, but not like, just because I'm getting the money, it still relates back to discriminating women. It's, it's, that's feminism. I, oh, just a little, a little bit off topic here, but I, I just hate how people think that feminism is bringing women above men because that's not what it is at all it's about making everybody equal because if we're just trying to get women to be superior to men like how men have been superior to women for so long how is that going to fix any issues it's just going to create more and that's why there's a lot of men who don't support feminism because they feel like they're being pushed down just to bring women up when that's not that's not the case no because in this situation we are being obviously we're getting those better shifts and making more money than they are but it's in the name of discriminating against women because we're the objects who are working in this place because guys want to hit on us and guys want to do this and that like that is discriminating uh, that is demoralizing us by saying that we're just there because of our looks and it goes back to being told that you're going to get the better shifts if you're better looking that all these people that are hired at this restaurant the restaurant that I worked at has a reputation for only hot girls working there and we did hire some girls that were um you know different sizes we were very like it started to get better at um diversity in the workplace and it it is getting better and they are making changes but it's slow changes and 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 it's yeah. not even just an issue with like you know men and women and what positions they can work but it's also an issue of i think it's a big issue of color as well absolutely i, I see that so much um like for example all the dishwashers at my job are they're well they're foreign they're they don't speak much English and obviously that's probably why they're in in you know their dishwashers but it's like why aren't they in the kitchen at least making a little bit more money having a little bit a little bit less of a degrading job just cleaning people the food off people's plates I think mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I you definitely see a lot of yeah, just lack racial of, discrimination. Yeah, lack of just lack of diversity in in the restaurant industry. That it is getting better, but there's definitely a big lack. So, Michaela, what is your uniform standards at the current employer? You- uh, so the current one, we actually have a choice. There's like. I'm pretty sure there's like five different dress options, but there's also a pant and shirt option, which is something that wasn't available at my last job. At my last job, we were required to wear a skirt all times a year. We're in Winnipeg when it gets minus 40 and we're right by a door, a revolving door that leads to outside. So it's always filtering that cold air in and we're forced to wear skirts and we're forced to wear heels. Yeah, that was the same like me. Um, The employer that I worked for, it wasn't that you have to pick your own uniform. A lot of places are like, you can wear black and you can wear whatever you want in terms of, you know, your own clothing. It just has to be, say, a black skirt and it can't be too long or too short or whatever it is. (laughs) Too Um, long? That shouldn't even be, that shouldn't even be a requirement. It can't be too long. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Oh yeah. That's sexualizing right there. Like why, why, (laughs) like why? Like I just don't get it. No, absolutely. Um, 
So basically now what they do is I still have friends who work there. So um, they brought in pants. So there's a dress option. There's pants option with a shirt. And I thought that was huge. Like I knew it was a long time coming. And um, just with the way things are changing now, it made sense. They have no choice. Like the company is very forward and very progressive. And they do a really good job at keeping up to standards. Um, And so I was so happy to hear that that kind of got put into place because for the longest time I had to wear a dress standing like Michaela said at the front we had a revolving door as well it didn't keep any heat inside the building and it was fucking miserable wearing this dress it wasn't comfortable every time I bent over it like almost like would rip because it was made out of this insane material and um yeah too thick (laughs) yeah my ass looked good in it but then at the same time it wasn't comfortable man like and heels too. They changed that recently. But when I worked there, you had to wear heels and it had to be an inch high. And um, it was fucked up. We would get in trouble for wearing flats. And straight up, it was the most sexist shit ever. And it was like, well, guys have to wear dress shoes and that has a, a ha- an inch heel on it. And I'm like, first off, it's not a fucking inch. On, on a guy's no. dress shoe, it's not an inch. And those chance. are still comfortable shoes. It's not a heel with an inch on it is not the same as a dress shoe that covers your whole foot with laces on it that has a a little bit of a heel on the back of it. Not to mention the issue with wearing heels. It exposes so much of your foot and the amount of times I've spilled sauces and hot food on my feet and burnt the shit out of them. Like that's just like why? And I I totally like I totally recognize that like wherever you work there's going to be a uniform there's going to be a dress code that you have to follow but the fact of the matter is in the restaurant industry the uniform is based on sexualizing yeah and looks yeah it's your it's it's your looks it's not there's a difference between looking polished there's a difference between looking um professional and wearing a short skirt like I've heard of other employers being like your skirt's not short enough um it has to be like booby and if you were to ever wear modest clothing that there I had friends whose managers like gave them shit because um because their their clothing wasn't revealing enough and they said it in a way that like it wasn't saying it straight up but they were saying it it was definitely like an under undertone underlying message totally and just those expectations man I would wear these major heels for hours to the point where I had so many calluses on my feet and my feet were fucked. My back was fucked. And I went to a chiropractor and the chiropractor said to me, you work in the service industry, don't you? And I said, how the hell do you know that? And she goes, well, your back and your spine is like, I can tell that you wear high heels all day and that your back and your spine are being affected by it. She's like, you need to start wearing more comfortable shoes. Um... And I was like, I can't really like. I, and she thought that that was insane because she she had never worked in restaurants or whatever. And but she knew her clients that wore, wore heels. She knew that that there was something wrong and that they weren't getting proper support in their feet. So um, I remember actually a story of a certain restaurant in I think it was a girl in Alberta, and she went to the press about her high heels and that she was forced to wear her heels. And something happened with her foot. Oh. Do you remember that? I don't know the story specifically, but I know last last year or the year before they passed a law that uh, employers can't require you to wear heels anymore. Oh, okay. See, so, I wasn't around so, for this. Yeah, so that it's like a thing now. They can't force you to wear heels. Um, but when I worked like in, in at my last job, that was still a thing. And like where I work now, like I have a, a pretty comfortable pair of wedges that are like 
they're like an inch or less or something and that's totally fine but it's like those unrealistic expectations of of higher heels like it's there it exists I've I've experienced it I've had to work an 11 hour shift in over one inch heels and Mm -hmm. it's 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 so unbelievably painful for days after it's not even like oh take your shoes off and you feel fine again in, in an hour or so it's like it like I've been in pain four days in my legs in my back from wearing heels for that amount of time and doing that work like heels aren't made to be running around in which no. is what you do as a server I run around like a chicken with my head cut off like how can I wear heels doing that I'm just tripping and falling flat on my face half the time the reason I knew I was all fucked up and that I didn't realize how stupid it all was was when I went abroad and I worked at a restaurant in Asia and I had bought these like flats and they were they were more comfortable than heels per se but there was something with them that they rubbed on my feet so um they got really uncomfortable after like even an hour of wearing them they just like didn't fit on my feet properly even though they were flats yeah um but I wanted to look kind of more professional and everyone else kind of wore like runners and like it was a little bit more of a relaxed place so I guess that's a bit different but they would wear like the t-shirt with the logo then they could wear jeans and then they and then they wore runners but I wanted to kind of do that business casual because I was a manager um and I remember like a couple days in the owner coming up to me and I guess he noticed I was walking like a little bit like <laughs> there was something wrong with my feet um and he goes hey Michelle like you know you can just wear like your sneakers or your runners if you want to work because oh it god. looks like you're in pain and I was kind of like oh my god can you imagine like obviously at a fancy restaurant here if you're like working at a super high-end steak restaurant you can't really be running around in sneakers or sketchers whatever they may be but um it was just the fact that he was kind of like you're uncomfortable you should change your shoes and if you know you're working somewhere I don't think your manager would ever say that to you at a a place like no you know they tell you to suck it up and it's like there's there's a way that you can make your staff comfortable while still following the dress code and the look that you want to put off for your guests Mm -hmm. but you need to find that balance and you can't just disregard when your staff is uncomfortable because of what you're making them wear which is what a lot of employers do they turn a blind eye because they're like well this is just how it is if you don't like it too bad yeah but it's like that's not how it should be it should be heard from staff that they're they're uncomfortable and something should be changed about that All right, so we're going to be diving into the sexual assault portion of our podcast. Um, To be honest, we could have done an entire episode just on sexual assault. Which is really unsettling to think about, but let's just not focus on that, maybe. Yeah, um, we knew that this was going to be opening a can of worms that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe doesn't need to be opened. Yeah. Well, maybe no, not that it doesn't need to be be opened for sure. But it's just, I don't know. We knew it was going to be huge. Like, I was kind of almost ignorant to the fact that, or for kind of forgetting, maybe because it's been a while since I was working in the industry, there was going to be so many people with stories to tell. So we took to Facebook and Twitter and asked people if they would anonymously um, send in stories of sexual harassment in the industry and in their workplace in the industry. Um, and so I posted on my Facebook and I thought I'd get a couple of stories out of it and I went to class and then I came back and I 
swear there was probably 40 unread messages in my inbox. So I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And some of them were shocking. Some of them were just, you know, typical stories. Yeah, same old, same old. Yeah. And then there, yeah, there were a lot that shocked me. And even having worked myself for over, almost 10 years, um, there was a lot of like disturbing stories told. So um, yeah, let's maybe dive into some of those. We're not going to say any names. Um, we're not naming any establishments or as people. Much as, as much as we may want to, yeah. we won't name establishments. Um, so I'd like to point out by saying that I think a lot of people have the understanding that there's it's only towards women. And we actually saw a lot of, I got a couple of stories of men that were harassed in the, in the industry by other men or by women. And when they brought up their concerns to people uh, or their manager or even staff, like members, coworkers, they really didn't take what they said seriously. And I can totally see that too. Like I can see how like if a woman with a male manager said like went to went to like upper management about sexual harassment it would be taken very seriously I feel because of what's happening so I feel like when a woman go like has an issue with with a male manager and then would go to upper management about it I feel like it's taken I feel like it would be taken very seriously just because of the day and age and everything that's happening like with the me too and everything but then I could totally see if a male had that had issues with a female manager went and tried to get help I could see it being ridiculed and not taken seriously because that's well that's just how it is in the industry like it just feels like it's just not I don't know it's just overlooked because people just don't expect it to happen. Yeah, and I think there's that misconception like, oh, if you're a dude and you're getting hit on by a girl, like, say thank you, man. Like, that's yes. something that's like, you should be thankful you're getting a girl hit on you. And it's like, I hate not that. every guy wants that. And uh, there was a huge thing in the news about a popular restaurant in Winnipeg that had a gentleman who he did. He went, he was getting harassed by his manager. And when he went to his super, like, someone who was above her, um, the owner or whatnot, they were, he was basically laughed at and he took it to the news. And then what happened was he, he left. And then all these other girls from this establishment started telling their stories. And then people were like, Oh, they're making it up. Like they're being dramatic. And it's like, if there was a dude who said this, and then a bunch of other girls who also said this, why are they hopping on this train when obviously no one wants to talk about this? Like no one wants to say anything and it was just it's it proved that there is super huge corruption issues in this industry and basically yeah it's just it's a really hard thing to talk about because I think it's been going on for so long that was one of the Facebook comments was from an older lady or shouldn't say older but she was in her mid 40s and she said this has been going on since the 80s oh my we couldn't even talk about it she said if you even brought anything up to do with sexual harassment you would be immediately fired or your shifts would be taken away it wasn't even like a question and so I think yeah people are like oh well now you can't say anything without getting offended and it's like good then people are thinking twice about what they fucking say 100 i will say that like i'm even somebody who feels like sometimes people do get a little 
too offended in situations where it's not warranted. But I would rather people get offended and and bring that to people's attention so that they take a minute to think about their actions and what they're saying and how their words affect people. Yeah, because it's absolutely. it's just it's ridiculous the world we live in. Um, yeah, and if you can't make jokes and. I- it's true. There's times where I've like jokingly grabbed a, a guy coworker's ass and I didn't, I never thought about if say someone did that to me and I didn't want that. Like I'm a very touchy, like open person. So I don't get weirded out easily and I'm very much like that, but it's true. Like if there was a guy manager and he jokingly grabbed a girl on the ass. Oh my God. Um, it would be, would be, it would be bad. That so, would be wild. Like that's like, yeah. I think there's a responsibility as a woman as well to like make sure that you watch what you're doing and not take advantage of anything just because it goes both ways. And I think that's what a lot of maybe managers that are sexual predators who are women, they can really, they know that they can get away with some stuff that guys can't. And then also guys know that they can get away with certain things too. Even in the nowadays, like, a lot of these stories that were happening that came in on Facebook were recent. Like they weren't old stories. This, this is post me too movement. So like, which is awful that something to that degree can happen and it's all over the news and unions form in restaurants, which is like generally unheard of and still like nothing's changing and it's, it's sickening. It's really, yeah gross it was basically some people even said i don't even know where to begin like i have so many stories i don't even know where to begin and that in itself just shows the severity of the issue and that nothing is really being done to fix it and you know what actually more stories this is what i was very surprised to see that i thought a lot of it would be from customers because i've had i've had my fair share of customers hit on me and and be kind of creepy and do shit Um, But actually, the customers were – the stories from what I had on Facebook were more about management and staff than they were about anything else. I feel like a lot of people overlook the sexual harassment they get from customers because it's like they come in, they tip you, and they leave, and then you usually don't see them again. But then, like, with management, it's like this constant – well, it's this recurring thing. You You can't really escape it. So I feel like maybe that's why there's less stories about customers involved, but that doesn't mean that that the those stories are any less important or relevant because most of my stories are from are from customers. Um, I've been really lucky with my management that I've been respected. Um, it's actually been more so in my job at a grocery store that I experience more sexual harassment. But regardless, like. Any, any issue of sexual harassment in any way, shape, or form, it's just, it's not okay, and it's ridiculous that it's 2019, and it's still happening to the degree that it is. Absolutely. And at, at with back to the customer thing, if a customer is an asshole to you, and they're creepy, you know, like, they're a stranger, they don't know you, and there's kind of that disconnect where... With management, like if your manager, the person who's making your schedule and holds your job and you value your job because you're making good money, there's that like, I'm not going to say anything because I know that my shifts are going to either get taken away or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I, one of the establishments I worked at, they, someone wrote in a letter to head office and nothing happened. Like 
she told oh her full story and and nothing absolutely shit all happened and uh it was unfortunate because a lot of the staff also didn't you know they went back to being like oh she's not telling the truth she's not telling the truth and i'm like why do you think someone would go to their way to write a letter to head office just because they didn't like somebody like sorry i don't think there's that many people out there not to mention that big of a lie is just going to spiral like i and that can like turn into court issues as well for something of that severity so for somebody to just make that up and then cost themselves not only their time but then legal fees and all of that bullshit like they just it does not make sense why somebody would lie about something to uh, to this extent yeah. It just it it doesn't make sense to me. I can't even like I don't know how people can just assume that someone is lying when they come forward with something like that because it's something that's so hard to share. It just it baffles me. Like I I am literally so confused as to how people get called out for lying about that stuff so much. Yeah. And I think a lot of these businesses are predominantly run by men. Getting more women in positions of power and having that like equal um, men and women in the workplace but these places are really when you think about it just now I remember the, this place that I worked for had their first ever women GM and yeah it, it took yeah it took so long for that to happen in Winnipeg in Winnipeg there was the the ones in Toronto and Vancouver and whatnot had but in Winnipeg because we're we're a little bit behind that's wild <laughs> um so yeah it was it was really we want to say thank you to everyone who shared their stories because that was really brave of you. Um, we need people to tell their stories um, and continue to speak out when these things happen and that there will be people around you to support you and such. 100%. Honestly, I really hope that something can come from us talking about this. And I was even telling Michelle before, like, I wouldn't mind writing an article about, you know, sexual harassment in the workplace specifically the restaurant industry because it's just it's clearly such a big issue and I honestly thought that the Stella's Me Too movement would have covered it and would have really made an impact but it doesn't seem like it's it's done much other than bring maybe a little more awareness to the issue but not actually address the root causes of it hopefully it scared some people that's what I hope oh I hope so too but scared some of the managers who were sexually harassing people to just lay off mm -hmm. but yeah I've talked to some people who are who have been working with um managers who are known to be you know a little bit harassy if that's a word harassy and it's, it's a word now it is we're making it one <laughs> but they seem to say that same stuff same stuff we've always heard which is really sad I remember working in a nightclub I only worked in one nightclub and I never ever 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 would go oh back my god no matter how much money I ever made but um I worked at a nightclub in Winnipeg that is now closed I worked at this nightclub for maybe like a half of a year um ended up leaving because there was like a stabbing and I was like okay <laughs> oh I'm my. out that's a totally separate issue but um my manager told me there that I wasn't I did bottle service right so you're like tending oh, on guys no. and bottle service is the worst because it's just you expect your bottle service girl to hit on you and flirt with you and yeah I've it, never I've never oh, I've been to a club twice in my life um I never I literally never I didn't see the bottle service or anything but I've seen like videos on Instagram of girls doing it and all I can think about when I think of bottle service 
is just how gross the guys would be because they're like, oh, I'm paying a hundred bucks for this bottle. I get to do whatever I want. Like, fuck, no, you don't. Like, what the hell? Yeah, no, it's bad. Um, and so my manager told me because you're 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 low key getting like prostituted out to these guys, and that's the idea. And um, basically, these guys would throw you a bunch of cash and you would flirt with them and then for me I was in a relationship so they would hit on me and I wasn't my manager told me I wasn't allowed to say that I had um a boyfriend oh my god but I wasn't I didn't have to go home with them okay thank you yes I know I don't have to go home with them but you don't have to like you don't have to give them your number you don't have to do anything but you're just not allowed to say that you have a boyfriend or a fiance you just you'd have to say no in other ways and of course guys don't take that answer like guys don't take no for an answer that's they don't one even thing take i take having a boyfriend as an answer no the amount of no times no they're just no. like so and you're like yeah what what do you mean so why yeah. would i tell you this if i just wanted you to respond like that like fuck off honestly yeah so that's what i would do i'd be like no sorry i'm not interested and they'd be like oh do you have a boyfriend and i'm like no and they'd be like you're just um, fucking ugly. That's what I would say. Yeah. I, I'd be like, sorry, I'm not interested. And like, well, are you a lesbian? If you don't, like, if you don't, whatever. And I'm no. like, okay, shut up. Like, it was, it was fucked. It was so fucked. And I just, I, to this day, that blows my mind that I even put up with that for over five months. Like, I am so appalled. But it's like, the reason you did is because that's how desperate people are for money. Which speaks to a larger issue of living wage and everything, but we won't get, we won't get into, we won't get into that because I could go on and on and on. But. Um <laughs> Yeah, so and and I was just like, Oh well, you know what, that's fine and and I'll take the good money because I'd walk out of there with like five hundred bucks in a night. Ooh. And it was great money and it paid my rent and it helped me save for school and um but I would never put up with that now. And I think talking to a lot of people as well, they said, I, so many of the stories at the end were like, I wish I would have done something. I wish I would have done something. I wish I would have done something. And yeah. And, and I think that's just part of being young and not, um, having a lot of life experience or for me anyways, like number one, being younger, not being too scared to stand up for yourself. You Once you get older, you start getting a little bit more balls and like being like, no, that's fucked up. And I don't care if people look at me like when you're younger, you don't want to be the person that goes against everybody yeah. necessarily. Um, and I would consider myself to be someone who stood up for themselves. Like I, you know, I do. I, I'm not a soft-spoken person, but no, I didn't want to be that person to say anything. And at the end of the day, all he would have said to me was, okay, you can quit then if you don't like it. And that was the, we'll find another girl in a second because they're, you're making 500 bucks in a night. And that's the thing. They, they take advantage of the fact that people working in the restaurant industry are likely vulnerable people who need the money because why else would you work in a shitty industry like that? The only reason I do it is because I can't work a lot and making tips covers the bills that I need covered. That's the, like, that's the only reason I do it. So like and just preying on these vulnerable people it's yeah absolutely and a manager that i knew who was working her way up in this chain company um a canadian chain company she she explained to me like she said i've put up with so much sexual abuse and or sorry sexual harassment um and she said so many instances but she said I got to a point where saying something was going to risk me work like working my way up in this company and I would rather put my like 
daily disturbances. Like I, I know that's not the right word, but my, my daily harassments or weekly harassments, whatever these little things that I have to put up with that I know are wrong. If I have to put that on the, on the layaway so that I can stay as a manager in this industry and then be that female voice. And then one day I'm in charge. Like, it just blew my mind because that meant she had to stay somewhere where she was getting sexually harassed and not say something for the greater good. Or that's how she felt like that what she was doing was for the greater good because then she would be that manager one day that guy would be out. But it's like, at what point is it just like a vicious circle? And, you know, props to her for having that mindset and wanting to to make a difference and putting herself on the line to help other women. I think that's huge. And I think that that every every woman every everybody who is being sexual harassed should have that mindset of I want to make this better not just for me but for everybody after me and everybody who's experiencing the same thing but it shouldn't you shouldn't have to go through that to fix the problem that's yeah. that just doesn't seem right if you don't say anything then it's just going to continue and and become more of an issue exactly and it's like I I understand that that mindset of like I can't say anything so that I don't risk my job so that I can help better the problem but it's like by not saying anything it also minimizes the issue in a way because it's not being talked about and I think that in this day and age talking about it is so 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 important because that's what that's what really that's what starts the conversation is you know people who go to the news with their story and it sucks that it's like this but it's literally like people just want to save their reputation and save their asses but that's how it is so I think more people need to be speaking up and speaking out about what's happening so that more is being done to to change it so we took to Instagram and Facebook to ask some questions about sexual harassment in the industry. And we had a gentleman we go to school with reach out um, just for privacy purposes. We're going to keep his name and the industry, um, sorry, the business title out of the podcast. We're leaving it a mystery. Yes. Um, And and yeah, so he wants to share a story um, about sexual harassment in the industry. Yes, yes, I, I'm here. Hello. I will remain nameless, as the mystery <laughs> suggests. Um, I'm not here to slander or throw anybody under the bus. I'm just here to share my own experiences. I reached out to these ladies uh, based on an inf- Instagram post, so I figured why not share my personal experiences from a male's perspective. So Absolutely, and we thank you so much for coming on our Yeah, show. it takes <laughs> a lot of bravery to be able to, to open up about this. And yes, it's being done anonymously, but still, same same amount of courage is needed so we appreciate you reaching out to us and being willing to do this well i appreciate you having me on and um i'll be as honest as possible and do you want me just to like dive in yeah dive in. Tell, okay, tell us what you experienced so i won't tell you where i was serving but i've been serving for the last i think seven years now so i've been mm-hmm. serving for quite a long time uh, i've been around winnipeg here and there i've done more formal places i've done more casual places like celebrations dinner theater i've done that so it's a little bit more acting involved but uh, this certain place is uh, is a local establishment that i thought was um was really really great i really enjoyed the food and the drink there so when i saw that they were hiring i was like okay this is definitely somewhere i need to submit my application to because i could definitely see myself working there so when i went in for my interview i submitted my application uh, they wanted me in for an interview, so I came down, 
And I met with this manager who was giving me the interview. And male or female? Male manager. Okay. Really, he seemed really, really nice off the bat. Um, I didn't feel too uncomfortable. I usually don't. I'm pretty people person, so I don't find myself getting too uncomfortable in social situations. But after that interview, I got hired and I joined the team. And I will mention right now as well, I'm bi. So I'm not straight. Okay. I am bi. Okay. So I like both parties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this particular manager was was gay. I have no issues with that either. Um, but now I guess I'll dive into it. So the first day when I started working there, um, I noticed that it was a little bit different than some of the restaurants I had worked at before. Everyone was really buddy-buddy. And I didn't know if that was because those people were there from the start so they had you know developed that friendship and camaraderie to begin with so I thought maybe it was just because I wasn't hired when that place opened but I started to realize that a lot of those relationships that were forged were forged based off of stuff that happened outside of work and um, I don't have any issues with what other people do outside of work that's completely them whatever they do is up to them Um, but I'm not particularly fond with um, getting into relationships with people that I work with because if somehow it goes sour, I still have to show up to work and I'm sorry, I still have to show up to work and it just becomes really uncomfortable when you're in a situation like that. You're there to make money. That's my opinion. <laughs> so I try to leave it to that as much as possible. Yeah. Um, some places, sorry to interrupt, yeah. some places even have rules against it. Um, where I worked previously, uh, we someone got moved if it it was upper management I'm not sure about just waitresses and bartenders but definitely with management they had to go to a different location if they were dating and that's and that's and that's like most established yeah because it's a companies it's a conflict of interest oh completely and that's what it that's what it really comes down to or boils down to right so there was other relationships going on at that place I was fine with people were doing whatever they were doing which is cool Um, But this manager uh, started to take a liking to me, which is fine as well, except for the fact that he was making it incredibly obvious and really massively inappropriate at work. So you have me, a new employee who just joined this place, Mm -hmm. who doesn't know anybody, and I'm already being hit on by the assistant general manager, who is the assistant general manager, which is crazy. He co-runs the place. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it started. Uh, On my second week, it got a little bit worse. Um, I remember one instance I was standing on Expo line waiting for my food, and this manager came by with his phone. And he's like, hey, you want to see my dick pic? (gasps) No. And I was like, "Uh, no. And then he proceeded to pull out his phone, pull up the image, and show me. And I'm standing there on Expo line looking at this guy's phone. And I, I honestly didn't know what to say because something like that had never happened to me before. Sorry, for anyone who doesn't know what an Expo line is, I think we might have gone over this earlier yeah, in the podcast. But it's uh, first episode. it's it's uh, where the food comes up um, on the between the kitchen. It's kind of like the interjection line between the back of house and the front of house, the kitchen yeah. and the, yeah, and the it's waitresses. Like a, it's like a window. And then it has like sour cream and like bacon bits and 
just stuff that you add after the kitchen's already made it. If that a- makes anyways, sense. just needed to add. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's Give it's some cool. Context. It's cool. It's like where all the ha- where all the servers hang out and, and yeah, whatnot, waiting for their food when they gossip about their guests that they're taking care of. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what happened on Expo Line the second week that I worked there. Um, I also remember him saying that same week, him recounting multiple times that he had had sex with people and the people who he was having sex with that weekend it's and so inappropriate so it was already an inappropriate environment just oh, yeah. based on uh like how he was behaving there hadn't been any sort of like i mean that is sexual harassment sorry to kind of go on this little thing no, it's cool it's cool making somebody feel uncomfortable if you've said no you don't want to see their dick pic they're your manager you obviously don't want to piss them off you don't want to you know just asking that question in general is completely in no way, shape, or form appropriate. And in any situation, unless you are, like, in a romantic relationship of some sorts, completely. It's, it's not appropriate. That's and, absolutely and, ridiculous. And even in, like, a romantic relationship, how awkward is that? Yeah. It's like, okay. But, um, yeah, so it was just, like, that power dynamic, which kind of made things awkward, as you mentioned too, I didn't want to jeopardize my job position. I just got hired at this place. I didn't have another job at the time. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm here to make money and I don't want to jeopardize that. So I let it slide. I even let the story slide with him talking about who he was having sex with, all that stuff. I even got into this huge thing with him about how he would force himself to have straight sex with females just to prove to other males that he could do it. And this was just something that he would would tell me. And I was just like, I don't need to be a part of this combo. So already starting off on a bad foot. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, Keep in mind that the upper management staff was also like dealing drugs as well. So classic industry move. So you had like the the GM was like typical Coke dealer. And he was like just ripped on cocaine every shift for so anyone that doesn't <laughs> like some people don't know this like it's, i think it's funny how yeah, it's like this well-known knowledge. thing and lots of people don't know that in the industry it is super super common to have gms and managers full-blown coke heads yeah it's now totally that i true. think about it i had one yeah <laughs> it's they're <laughs> so common bit. though like it's, they're yeah it's a stereotype that's just that's true. true. <laughs> so just too much of the time. Yeah. Anyways, another side tangent here, but no, it's cool. Got to give some context. It's no, you absolutely so, do. So how long did you work at this place? I worked for, so I actually I ended up messaging the GM and the owner after the first three weeks. Um, this was right around Valentine's Day as well, so it was nuts. Oh yeah. Like Rezo's at the Yazoo. Um, there wasn't any, you know, opportunities to get work off. They were understaffed. So it was like a Drew, you're coming into work because you're coming into work type thing. Um, so it wasn't like it wasn't like they had excess people that they could rely on and call people in. It was like, OK, you're scheduled to work. We need you to come in. So I wasn't about to drop the ball and not show up or piss anybody off. Uh, I ended up telling, like I said, the owners three weeks into it but that was after i got grabbed oh so i let it go on for two to three weeks and then i remember this one day i was on expo line again 
waiting for my food. And he came up to me and literally no warning at all. None. Full frontal grab. <gasps> just boom. Right on right on there. He Who sque- does that? He squeezed and he walked away. What? And he like looked at me or whatever. And I was just like, did that just happen? Did I literally just get grabbed? Like in the front? Like not even, like my ass wasn't even grabbed. Like this dude went, grabbed your he drunk. went for it, eh? And I was like, okay. So I sat there processing it for about a couple minutes. One of the servers came around the corner and I was like, hey, so-and-so. I was like, so-and-so just did this to me. Like, what do I do? And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, oh, so-and-so does that with everybody. Because that makes it okay. He's friends with, he's friends with everybody here. That's just what he does. It's just his personality. And I was like, well. Making excuses. I was like, well, I'm leaving. So I literally left. I quit there. Like I I said, I wasn't going to work. So I walked out and I went to the, to the office and I was like, hey, uh, I just want to let you know. I'm going to be emailing you about something that happened today. I don't feel comfortable sharing it right now because there's a whole bunch of other people in here. Um, just letting you know, I want to pick up my tips and I'm quitting. The The GM looked at me and he's like, I'm sorry, but all of your tip pool um, is locked away because we don't give out dobacks to servers who haven't been here for a month. What? <laughs> so I just, I looked at him. I was like, all right, I'm just going to cut my cut my losses. I'll be emailing you and there might be other you know, a follow up. There might be other stuff being followed up. Yeah. And so he looked at me like I don't really know what this guy's talking about until right. I emailed him with like the sexual harassment stuff, what okay. what this person had did to me. Uh, I found out that that person was let go the day after that I reported it. Oh, wow. that's good to hear. Which yes. was which was really nice, but the atmosphere of that location was so toxic that it, there was just no point in going back. Well, the fact right. that you told somebody right as it happened and they just brushed it off as if it's something that should be normal. And that's awful. And I think that's how it is a lot of the time. Uh, people just brush it off because they're like, that's just how this person is. But that's not how that person person should be because that's not that's not okay. It just speaks to the culture. It speaks to the way things are. And I think it's, it's, it's super normal. Um, and just as a side, I, I put this in the side when you were introducing your, your story that it doesn't really matter what your sexual orientation is. It doesn't matter that this manager was gay and that you were bi and that, you know, I, I think people get really wrapped up in that. And oh, totally. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're a guy and you're a girl and you're interested in guys or girls. One way or another, your manager should not be um, grabbing your junk at work. They shouldn't Showing be having inappropriate conversations. Um, and yeah, and the industry just allows this stuff. Like there, it's so overlooked. I, Fortunately, it's getting better. We talked about the um, Stella scandal that was in the news and all over Facebook. Yeah. Um, that people really got hung up on the fact that it was a guy and a girl was hitting on the guy, and and just totally sidetracked by sexual orientation, sex, guy, girl, and it's like it really doesn't matter. At your work, things should be professional. Um, and there's a line that you don't cross, and that line is is unfortunately I mean, super gray. What it comes down to is is privacy and respecting someone's body. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to be 
straight, bi, gay, or whatever to do that. You just have to be a good person. And I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Just respecting people for who they are, what they choose to be, who they choose to be, and how they choose to represent themselves. And I mean, I wasn't coming in there guns blazing i wasn't in there saying like oh yeah this is my sexual orientation this is this is who i am i went in there and i was pretty laid back and reserved Mm -hmm. and that still happened to me so like i can only imagine um the types of people who are being taken advantage of oh 100 percent. and well something that i really that i noticed that you said earlier was well you brushed it off and it's like you don't have another job And it's like, that's, well, that was, I assume, a big reason as to why you brushed it off at first. It's because, well, like everybody, I feel like they just, they worry about money so much that we put up with that. And that's how it's been for me. Like, I worked at a shitty job where I was sexually harassed by customers for two years. And it's like, because I don't have another job. I need this money. I make good money. I get good hours. Like, and it sucks that people have that mindset that they will just put up with, with all this bullshit just for money and it speaks to a much much larger issue which is oh completely oh, oh for awful. sure <laughs> we could talk about capitalism for hours unfortunately i don't think we have the time for that it's okay so we'll have to uh we'll have to say goodbye for today no. but thank you so much again for coming on and let me just say good on you for speaking up and like you're setting a great example for everyone so. absolutely if any if anyone's listening speak up speak your truth don't stand even up wait for the three weeks you as soon as yeah, it happens you say something because it's not worth it's not worth your sanity yeah, to put up with that if there's any piece of advice i could give for anybody listening right now it's just just speak out you matter so much no matter how little you think you matter you matter so much and you deserve to feel comfortable and you deserve to feel validated and ultimately it's about you so you need to treat yourself and and treat yourself the way you should be treated absolutely wow, thank look you at that so much inspiration <laughs> Well, that was um, pretty heavy stuff, but I guess it really speaks to the environment that a lot of people, vulnerable people, are left to work in. So it's good to bring bring some awareness to the to the issue. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important, and it was awesome to hear some people's stories. And that pretty much wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you guys so much for listening, and... Again, if you're ever struggling with sexual harassment, wherever you work, whether it's restaurants, um, retail, anywhere, you should not have to put up with that. And please reach out to somebody. Speak up. It's worth it. Thanks, guys. I'm Michaela. I'm Michelle. And this is The The Industry. Industry.